0: Hello everyone and welcome back to Benchwire season two, episode eighteen. If you guys can't tell, we got a brand new format. We got the portrait mode, so then we can make some TikToks, some YouTube shorts, some Instagram reels, clip the podcast up, give you some highlights of the podcast put out there on the social media. So hopefully you guys do enjoy the new format. But we got a lot of things to talk about today, don't we, Justin?
1: Dude, yeah. It's uh Known as Black Monday, Black Tuesday around the NFL following week 18. A lot of talk about it, a lot of firings, some, some that one that was particularly shocking, at least for me. Yes. And then we got some um, teams that made
0: the playoffs from the past week and teams that missed it that we have to dive into. Yeah. Regular season's over. Diving into the playoffs should be a fun, I guess, wild card weekend. So let's get into it. What happened today? The Tennessee sure. Titans. They fired Mr. Mike Vrabel after six seasons. Very shocking. We were sitting at lunch and we were like, what if the Titans fire Mike Vrabel? It happened five minutes later. Literally, me and Justin were just having some lunch and it boom happened. Ian Rappaport. What the hell? What are the Titans thinking? Mike yeah. Vrabel, he was he changed the culture in Tennessee, brought him to the FC championship game, won some I don't know how many division titles. Um, You know, he was the man in Tennessee and just changed the culture. But the last few years, they've been stinking. They've lost some key playmakers, right, losing A.J. Brown. Derrick Henry hasn't been the same the last few years. And then the quarterback problem, and now they got Will Levis trying to be the new face of the franchise. And the Titans have just decided to go in a different direction. So just an instant reaction to – this news, this shocking news.
1: Yeah, I was just trying to have a peaceful lunch. You brought it up. You mentioned they could move on from it. I'm like, they would be, They wouldn't be a smart move for them to do it. And then literally like a couple minutes later, you show me the notification. I'm like, bro, what? <laughs> why? Uh, my, my thought is like, why? He's a good coach. Um, he's like that old school Patriot way kind of guy where it's, where he's like the, the defensive guy, defensive head coach, play gets the guys playing hard, physical. A brand of football you like to see. And mm-hmm. uh, pair him with a good quarterback, he can make some noise, right? So I, I, do, I do respect his coaching. I don't get it for the Titans. I think he could have rebuilt something there. It was a rebuild no matter what. But apparently um, – Frable was not involved with, uh, I think the GM's name is like Ray, Ray Ray Carthon, something like that, somewhere around those lines, and he wasn't involved in the GM uh, decision decision there. I think it was just ownership, the front office that made that. So, I don't know if there was a this there probably was with that disconnect from Frable in the front office right off the bat. So, and then they finished bull a 502 straight season. So. They're like, okay, time for a change. We're gonna rebuild. We're gonna get a new coach. Blah blah blah. But do I like it for the Titans? No, I don't like it for him. I think he's a good coach. It leads open. I think he's gonna be highly coveted behind like a John Harbaugh. If John Harbaugh decides to leave college, more on John Harbaugh in a bit, but uh Jim. Yeah, no, I Jim Harbaugh. I always get them mixed up, man. <laughs> um no, but Fra- Frable's going to be coveted. He's going to be highly sought after, I believe. A lot of teams are going to interview him. There's going to be some interesting situations for him to look at. And, yeah,
0: it's it's interesting, Steve. It's very interesting. Yeah, for sure. Um, Off the top of my head, what stands out to me, I think he's going to be the Patriots' next head coach. I think Bill Belichick is on the way out of his door. Um, and then... Another place, maybe the Raiders, if they don't hire um, Antonio Pierce, that's an option. Or the Chargers, because the Chargers, I think they're ready to win now. They got a nice roster. And I think, you know, they're a coach away from being a successful football team. And Mike Vrabel fits the mold there. Yeah, so you got, like, everything there. They're just missing a head coach. Um, But, yeah, really shocking news. Didn't expect that to happen, but... Yeah, you know, I think he'll be fine. He'll get a job, and the Titans—they made a big mistake, I think, and I believe Justin thinks so as well. Um, yeah. So, let's I talk do about- think
1: that Steve. I have, I have a quick. What if he uh, said he goes to the Patriots? I've been hearing a lot of that. Mm-hmm. What if Bill Beltsch just like, you know, Mike Frable's is like my guy. I coached him, this and that. I'll give him the head coaching job, and let me just move upstairs. Let me be the GM and I give Frable the coaching, would that work? Do you think Bill Belichick would do that? Belichick as GM? Just full-time GM. He moves away from coaching, and then he gives it to
0: Frable, the coach. Um, I don't think that's going to work because, you know, they haven't been particularly good in the past few years with the NFL draft and their free agent signings. They're a bit questionable, I would say, with Bill Belichick as a GM. I think they go in a brand-new direction. Maybe he's, like, kind of, like, still there with the organization, but, like, he's not the GM making the roster news, but he's still part of the organization. I could see that, but I don't see him being the official GM with Vrabel as the head coach. I don't see that happening. He'll, he'll still be in there. But just a, not just making something to pause or
1: Yeah. It's something to think about because that could be a possibility, but – Like you said, they haven't had particularly the best amount of drafts. They do have a top – I think they're number three overall pick this year. So that would be intriguing for for Frabel to go to. He could get his quarterback. They could get their quarterback this year. Um, Yeah, just something to think about.
0: Yeah. Uh, He could have like a Tom Coughlin role like he did with the Jags. Like he was working in the football operations when I think Doug Marone was the head coach at the time. So maybe he could do something like yeah, that, the, not have full control, but, like, still be involved. Um, he might do something like that. That It's still a possibility because, you know, he's still the greatest head coach of all time, and you got to give him respect. And, you know, still having a role in the organization and hiring Mike Vrabel, that would be a good move. Um, but, yeah, it, it was just shocking news. We couldn't believe it. But you know what wasn't shocking, though? Someone else getting fired. It <laughs> was well overdue. Mr. Ron Rivera. Washington Washington Commanders finally fired him. I think it was like four years, something like that. Um, but I think they made the playoffs once. I think it was the year. they
1: won the division COVID year.
0: I think. Yeah. Um. Who, it was Heineke. Heineke was the quarterback, and they played yeah. the Bucks. Tampa. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that game was kind of close. I believe the year that that Tampa went to yeah, the Super Bowl. kind of. Yeah, that's yeah. your temper around the table as a mm-hmm. fifth seed. Yeah. So yeah. Wasn't really shocking news. They got new ownership and all that. They want to get their new head coach, new GM in there, running the, the fort. Um but yeah, not shocking at all. Don't know if Ron Rivera will get another head coaching job. Um he's I think his record's now below five hundred as a head coach. Um, but he might get a DC job somewhere but right now i don't see him getting any head coaching gigs um but yeah the washington commanders hired a former warriors golden state warriors gm bob myers to run the show run the search for their next gm and head coaching uh opening so that should be interesting we'll see how that plays out and going from basketball to football it's you know sports and all that running the front office kind of same process so I like that getting a guy that's proven, won some championships. Um, who do you think Washington goes out and gets? Do you think they remain in house, get a B enemy, or they try to get one of these young OCs, DCs? Maybe, maybe they get Mike Vrabel. I mean, you never know. There's, there's a shot out there. I would mm-hmm. say.
1: So it's an interesting question. Uh, the Robert Fair hi- firing was. I think we all could see it there. When you well, get new ownership, you want to go, they're going to go a different direction. So I don't know if, if Ron McFerrick is going to coach again just with, um, I don't know, his cancer battles, that kind of thing. Um, I don't know mm-hmm. if he's, because they fired him, I don't know how much mon- uh, years he had left or money he's owed from the firing, Um from the contract, so I, I think I think he either gets a DC job, or he just kind of just stays out of the NFL there. Uh, to get to your question, um, with ownership, with like a Magic Johnson and Josh Harris, who we know, the Sixers owner, they they're not afraid of like getting like a guy with experience in there too. But I don't know if like uh, so I I do think they're going to try to interview Frable because I think there's going to be interest I there. Would. Maybe Frable is interested, maybe because they they got the number two overall pick. They could get a quarterback there, and they have like I don't know, like eighty million, like a lot of money in cap space for them to sign players. So that's an intriguing option. I would say maybe him being at the top of that for sure, because I just don't know if uh, Jim Harbaugh's going to leave. You don't know what's going to happen with Belichick yet. So I would put Frable there, just just because like. I know going on basketball that, that Josh, Josh Harris hired Nick Nurse. It's a veteran guy. He knows how to win that kind of thing. So they're not afraid to do that. Same with Magic. They'll do like the they'll do they'll do what's best for them. But if they don't get Frable, then I could see them pivoting to a young guy. Um, I don't know how many veteran coaches are out there, so I could see like a Ben Johnson of uh, the Lions would be an interesting one. Bring him in, young offensive mind. Get his get his quarterback there. Um, I, I'm pretty sure they're going to move on from Sam Howell, just because they, they're they going to probably want their own quarterback to build around, so mm-hmm. yeah, I would say, I don't think, I don't see B. enemy, I think the enemy's going to look for a new new team, maybe be a candidate in head coaching opportunities, but it'll probably land somewhere, maybe it goes back to KC, but uh, yeah, I, I see either Frable or like a Ben Johnson or another, I saw like Raheem Morris, that's an interesting one, so they're not afraid to go Back to defense, I think they're just looking for a strong presence there, too.
0: So
1: I would say, like, a Frable, Raheem Morris, or a Ben Johnson.
0: Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I like your point of, like, getting an established veteran because that's what Josh Harris has done with the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, But, yeah, I don't know. Frabel, yeah, that's one of the top candidates, I would say, that should be on the table, at least get an interview. I don't know if he's going to pick Washington because – He has better destinations, I would say, than Washington right now. Um, But, yeah, I would look out for, you know, an established veteran coach, like you said. I would get Vrabel if options there. Um, I would look at – I would interview Biennemi. I don't think he'll get the job because I think there's better candidates out there. There's a reason why he hasn't been getting hired all these years. Um, Yeah, I like the Lions OC as a possibility getting a guy in there, establishing an offense with the new rookie quarterback because they're going to have the number two overall pick. They're going to get a franchise guy. Um, but, yeah, I don't yeah. know. I don't think they go defense unless it's, like, Mike Vrabel. Like, I don't I don't know if they will go the defensive route because right now, defensively, they lost some of their stars because they traded them away for draft capital. So who knows what they do, but not shocking news at all that Ron Rivera – has been fired by the Washington Commanders. Any any other questions for me before I move on?
1: Uh, I get where you're coming from, from the, um, the, like, they don't necessarily need a defensive guy because they trade-away chase on Montez Sweat, just to name a few. But uh, I do think strong leadership's going to matter for a young team, just to keep them on the right path. Um, and being able to coach them up in young top. that's why I kind of lean, like, A guy that's been a coach before, been a head coach, because they could coach him up, bring him up the right way. Where a young guy, it's going to be like a new structure. Maybe, maybe don't want to do that. Maybe you want a fetching, a fetching coach to build his own team. That's my. That's where I'm coming from. Maybe they go a strong leader, fetching minded head coach, like a fetching head coach. So strong minded head coach. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's interesting. I don't think. I think Washington is going like you said, Bob Myers, they're already like, okay, we're getting hired. We're going to interview this guy, this guy, this guy. They're like getting the ball rolling there. So they're going to be interesting for sure. They're they're using their basketball connections to to help in the
0: front office, which is going to be interesting to see. Yeah. Um, All right. Let's talk about another coach that got fired. And he's from the Atlanta Falcons, Arthur Smith. The writing was on the wall. Um, You know, just being not that great of an offense with all these playmakers, right? You got Bijan, you got Kyle Pitts, you know, Drake London, just underutilizing these guys, I feel like was one of the reasons why um, he was fired and he hasn't made the playoffs at all in his three-year tenure. And I believe he finished under 500 each three of the seasons he's been the head coach with the Falcons. I like the move. Because I don't think Arthur Smith was the guy. I think there's better guys out there. Just hasn't showed any, like, potential. Like, they're always a stagnant team under 500. I think there's going to be better options out there. you got some players you're building around the offense, and I feel like there's other coaches out there that can, you know, unlock the potential of them. I feel like Arthur Smith was not the right guy. And I like the move. I don't know who they're going to get, but it was – the writing on the wall, and I agree with the decision that was made firing Arthur Smith, how about you?
1: Yeah, get this, 2021, they finished 7-10, 2022, 7-10, 2023, 7-10. There's no, there's no, there's no improvement there for the first three seasons. So yeah, this was, um, I, this was well warrants, especially the way they ended that Saints game. Man, that was like the nail in the coffin right there. That was not a good showing mm. for sure. So yeah, I think they made the right call to fire Arthur Smith. Another thing interest is gonna be interesting to see what they do there. I do I do think they're one of the teams that definitely need a quarterback. They definitely need the maybe I don't I don't know where they sit in the draft. I I imagine they have a top ten pick. They might they're a sneaky team to trade up, that might trade up for a quarterback. But <clears throat> But yeah, it'll be interesting to see there what the Falcons do, and maybe Arthur Smith aligns himself with Frable, becomes the OC again wherever he goes, like they did back in Tennessee. Maybe they maybe he aligns that. Some people are just not meant to be head coaches, but are good good coordinators. And I think he was a pretty solid coordinator for the Titans in their and their runs when he had Derrick Henry, AJ Brown, Johnny Smith, and those guys in Tennessee. So maybe he can realign with Frable. Maybe Frable brings him in as the OC wherever. Braves goes. So, yeah, no, I'm with you. It was probably the right move. We'll see who becomes the coach there. I think Arthur Blank's a good owner. I think a lot of guys respect him. So I think they'll they'll get some interest from coaches. But, yeah, the coaching market's going to be really interesting to see how it all plays out. seems like a lot of teams need a head coach. And we still got to see what happens with the Cowboys and Eagles, too, because I know there's rumors circling there. There is? Yeah. No, it's going to be a little... It's gonna be a lot of fun, and I do agree with this. I do agree with this firing, although you hate to see it. But like you said, lack of utilizing weapons and not just being constantly mediocre it's just not gonna cut it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know who they're gonna hire. Um, they might go the offensive coordinator route. They might go the defensive coordinator route. They might get established veteran. Who knows? Um, but they're they're starting to build a young roster, so you want to get a guy in there that can you know, get them some wins and be a right leader for that team. There's going to be plenty of guys out there. It just depends on who they're going to get remaining, because I don't feel like they're the top destination out of all the teams that have openings right now. I don't feel like the Falcons are the top destination. How about you? Uh, Top destination out
1: there? Probably not. I'd probably still say the commanders because of the cap space they have. And the new ownership and having the number two pick is probably more attractive as of right now with those circumstances. Uh I don't know. And then the Chargers I probably put over them too because you have Justin Herbert for sure. Yeah. So and the Patriots if that job becomes available, I may put that over just because of Robert Kraft in the front office there. That and they have also top the number three pick. So
0: yeah. the,
1: their track record, their they're straight. I'd probably put them over. I'd probably put them over. But I is would say really I rather I now? say Falcons over the Raiders job probably, just because I don't trust that I like Arthur Blank more than Mark Davis owners. I don't. I, I, I think Arthur that. Blank will have coach more of a fair shot, and and I'll pick the Falcons over the Carolina job too because Tepper's just all over the place. So,
0: yeah, all good points. That's um, where I stand. Okay, let's uh, transition here. Right, so let's talk about your favorite. Philadelphia Eagles, you called it, upset of the week. The Giants, the Giants upset the Philadelphia Eagles. What was it, 27-10, something like that. Um, It was like 24 nothing at halftime. He held us to three points the second half. There we go. Great. Um, But, yeah, the Eagles, man, they lost the last five of the last six games to end the season. No one expected that to happen. Um, I expected them to win out. Because I thought that they were the more talented team, better roster. I thought they were better coach, but at the moment, I don't think they are. And there's some question marks, I would say. Um, some rumors are rumbling with Nick Sirianni's future. Um, I definitely think the offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator is gone. But there's a shot that Nick Sirianni might be gone. Um, where do you think the Eagles go from here? They got they got a playoff game. It's Monday night. Um what do you see for the Eagles? What should they do? What's their future looking like? If, man, it's torture
1: that the NFL put us Monday, but we'll, we'll deal with it. Uh, should, what should they do? Well, at the bare minimum, like you said, they're moving off from both corners. That's a guaranteed fact. They are. They're, mm-hmm. they're going to move on from them. Um, and I do think ownership, if, if Sirianni stays, Ownership's going to basically have the majority of the say of who's going to be the coordinator with Sirianni if he does stay. Um, I, I, I think it just depends. I do I do think it depends on the margin of victory a little bit. If it's close, then maybe they don't move on from him. But if we get blown out, kind of like what the Giants did, then I think it's more likely he'll get fired. And you just hate to see that after coming off the Super Bowl. And statistically, you're the most successful head coach, like 68% win percentage, something ridiculous, and you're going to move on from him. And another point is, if he lost the locker room, the locker room doesn't believe him, is fractured, like some reports are saying, then you got to move on from him. you got to get a new voice in there at that point. So I could see him getting fired if, in that case. But yeah, what a, what a collapse the Eagles have been. Matt Patricia hasn't yeah. been a good choice. I don't. I don't know if that's Sirianni' decision or that was a Howie Roseman decision. I
0: think that was a Sirianni I, I don't decision. I don't. From what when I heard, like, what him saying in that press conference, he wanted to make a change, so he he went up and put Matt Patricia BC to puppet. call plays. He could be the puppet, though. He could. Could He could have yeah. been taking he the. He he's the old guy.
1: Yeah, he's gonna be the scapegoat if if we lose on Monday, we're, he's gonna be the scapegoat.
0: Yeah, so. do you do you think he's gone if you guys lose Monday? I know you said oh, if it's close that they, they'll keep him, but like mm. even if they lose, do you think what's the percent chance? I guess you could say just, of if he's fired or not.
1: Um, I think it's like a seventy percent chance he probably he might be gone, because yeah. because I. I don't. I don't want to see it happen. I like the guy and everything, but the the only I remember a couple of weeks ago it's like I said on on the Benchwire podcast that if he lost the walk room, that's the only way I see him losing his job. I, I'm gonna still stick on that. I'm gonna stick on that. I do think if he lo- loses the locker room, you can't bring him back. You're gonna have to get someone else in there. So who is that gonna be? No idea. But that yeah. it's an interesting situation that's gonna have to take place. But bare minimum, they're getting rid of their coordinators. And yeah, this collapse is
0: unprecedented. So are you blaming all this on Nick Sirianni or the players to the blame? Like, who, Who's the most to blame right now?
1: Well, my problem with Sirianni last week is that when he pulled the starters, it was 14 to 10. Dallas was up on the commander. So, it was still within reach. You were going to have to come back. But basically, you're down 24 nothing, and he pulled them, which basically told me he quit. And even before the game, you could tell the players weren't really into it. They they looked like they quit. And you have everything to play for. You have the division on the line. Giants, they had nothing to play for except pride, and they wanted it more than we did, which that points back to coaching, I believe. Not having The players are kind of checked out. They don't want to. I don't know if they're like, I want this guy out, I'm not gonna try. That could be the case, but the mm-hmm. lack of effort is a reflection on the coaching mostly. But and yeah, like Jalen Hurts hasn't had the best season, also. Uh and I gotta give it the guy Gracie. The a year ago he came in and it was like, Hey, you're just a quarterback, you know, do your thing. They gave him Major Brown, see what you got. He took the bull by the horns and he led him to the Super Bowl. And then you're like, you know what? now you have now you're getting paid 250 a year i mean not 250 250 million dollar contract which is which from that jump is crazy and i don't think he realizes like how much power he could have he could go up to Syria and say hey we need to um check this blitz we need to work on our counter how we're going to counter this blitz how we're going to do this and that he has a stronger voice than he's just like the quiet stoic type of leader lead by example but He needs to use his voice more, more, lead the guys, get them more motivated, I believe. He's the guy that could change the culture around. He he probably has the strongest voice in the locker room. He's not using that because he doesn't realize that from one year, he became the highest-paid quarterback, the leader of the franchise. It's going to take him time to figure it out. But, yeah, that's why I'm a little bit nervous because I feel like the coaching is ruining it his development I still believe he's a good talent a good quarterback but I do put some blame on it he could be playing a little bit better for sure it's not all on coaching but the coaching is not helping him succeed right now it's how I see it and then I get front office probably deserves some blame also but yeah I won't go off on tangents I could talk about this for for a while so <laughs> I digress I'll leave it at that
0: um so Another question I wanted to ask: Do you see Howie Roseman staying Please. after this debacle? Say they lose Monday night, right? Is Howie Roseman staying?
1: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, most likely he'll stay. Uh, now, what I what I will say is Jeffrey Lurie does really like and respect Howie, and I get that they're they're pretty tight in relationship. But like we've seen with, when we hired Chip Kelly, when Chip came in, he's like, I don't want this guy being the GM. I don't want this guy here. And you know what? Jeffrey Lurie did move him and he sent him to like the basement, so to speak. So he, he he is willing to move off of guys. To move guys around for the better of the team. He he does have the cojones to do that. <laughs> the so cojones. so he could he could still be with the team. I don't see him getting fired because they they I think they do believe the roster is good enough to Super Bowl contend for Super Bowls, which it is to an extent. I do think the defense needs a little help at secondary and linebacker. I do think the defense needs a little bit of a retool, but yeah, I I don't see him getting fired though. No, okay. I, I do I do think he needs to. Get some of his power away. I don't want him to be like the uh, the final force of reason in drafts, or I don't I don't want him to be involved as like maybe like the game planning and how to run things. Let the coach do that. I do think he can stay. He can. He's great at facilitating trades, making free agent signings, that kind of stuff. He's great at that. He's top in the league at that. But as far as drafting, as far as um, he has too much power, he needs to take. I think Jeffrey Lloyd needs to take some of that away, but I'm, I, I'm mortified with him staying just as long as there's some changes with his power, I guess, and give him a little bit less say.
0: Yeah. Um, I think he should stay because of how talented the roster is. He did that. He made all these trades happen and all that. But I would move off of Sirianni. I would kick him to the street. Um, there's going to be a lot of candidates out there. I, I don't like Sirianni. I never have, never will. I never thought he was a top-ten coach. I thought it was a product of the roster. Um, because And yeah. another reason, the offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator last year were the reason why he was successful last year. I would give credit to Shane Steichen for that offense being successful. I would give credit to Jonathan Gannon for that defense being successful. I do not get why people wanted to move off of Jonathan Gannon last year because I think he produced one of the, you know, most talented defenses the Eagles have ever had, right? They had the most sacks in the league last year. That production disappeared this year. What happened to that? So, you know, I got to give credit to those coordinators. I'll give credit to Sirianni if he hired those guys. I don't know if he hired them or whatnot or those were – I believe Al he did. I think he did. Howie Roseman building the staff or whatever, but I'll give credit there. Yeah. But then Sirianni deciding to not, you know, look elsewhere and keep in-house Brian Johnson, move him up to OC. I think that was a questionable decision. And then Sean Desai on it. I didn't really like that move because he he showed like glimpses at Seattle, but I don't think he he was running the show with the defense. That was Pete Carroll. Let's be honest. That was Pete Carroll. Um, But Yeah. I would move off of Sirianni. Mean, I don't think he's doing anything because what does he do to make the Eagles better? I thought it was the results of the coordinators, and they got jobs, and you could see they're they're showing flashes with the Colts, right? Shane Steichen's making that offense better, and he's building a talented team, talented roster, and then Jonathan Gannon, his team, yeah, it's not that good. The roster's not that great. But they've been competitive this year. They've been winning these games. They beat the Eagles, right? They beat the Cowboys. Like, they showed some flashes this year. So you got to give those two guys credit. And I think Sirianni's success was based off of those two guys. And it wasn't him, per se. Because he's not calling the plays right now. Right? It's Brian Johnson. No, Brian Johnson. his, His play calling has been questionable, right? The QB draws, the screens, like, what is happening? Run the ball. They don't run the ball. They have the best offensive line in the league when healthy, and they're really great at run blocking. And you got DeAndre Swift, who, when he gets the ball, like, he, he's great because, like, he can find the hole and he can make people miss. He can break tackles. Like, I don't know. I blame this debacle, this collapse on Sirianni, and I think he should be kicked to the streets. And if I were the Eagles right now, seeing that Mike Vrabel was just fired, I would try to get him in the front office, try to get him hired as soon as possible because I think he can bring you to the next level and make you guys a contender for years to come. That That's what I got to say about that.
1: I respect that. I don't I don't think Frable would come here,
0: though. I, yeah, I, think, I, I would know, try to do everything. I don't know in, if ownership would. I would try to do I would. everything I in agree. my power to get him in the building because I feel like – yes. You guys, you got a, you got a great roster and all that. There's some holes, right? We you can fix that in the off season, like the linebackers and the the secondary. I would say is your biggest weaknesses right now, and maybe like some depth on the receivers other than AJ and Devontae. It's lackluster after that, um, but other than that, you get Vrabel in the building. I feel like he'll make you a contender for years to come. So, um, I don't disagree. All right. Enough about the Eagles' failures. Let's talk about a former Eagles' failures and Doug Peterson and the Jacksonville Jaguars. They just missed the playoffs, and they fired their DC. Now, I didn't expect the Jags to miss the playoffs. I believe they, in the middle of the season, they were like the number one seed. I think they were like nine and three or something, right? At one point, they were eight and three. Yeah. Yeah. They were like the number one seed in AFC. I thought they were going to win a division, be a top three seed in AFC. And what do you know? Now they, they're missing the playoffs. Texans won a division. And they've lost, I don't know how many games in the last few weeks, but they lost a lot. And you could blame that on you know Trevor Lawrence being hurt and all that. Or you can blame that on coaching or whatever. But it's concerning because this was a team that, was successful last year, first year with Doug E. P. right? You know, they were losing that first playoff game, but they found a way to come back. It was a great comeback win. I know it was against Brandon Staley and all that, but you still got to respect the Jags for coming down or coming back from like 27 to zero, I think the score was. But yeah, I didn't expect them to miss the playoffs. You know, they get a guy like Calvin Ridley and he he was great with the Falcons. I know he took some time off with his gambling issues and all that, but you insert him in the lineup, giving Trevor Lawrence that number one weapon. You bring him in, bring him in with Christian Kirk, who was really good. And I know he was out the last few weeks. That kind of hurt him. You have him in the offense. You got Evan Ingram as well. You brought in, I think, Ezra Cleveland, that offensive lineman from the Vikings, to establish that O line, right? You got Trav- Travis Etienne. They were all balling this year. And then the second half of the season, there was just somewhat of a collapse. Now, what do you blame that on? Was it injuries, uh, Trevor Lawrence being hurt, Christian Kirk being out of the lineup, or is it coaching? What What, what should the Jags do from here?
1: Uh, a little bit of everything to what you said. Um, the defensive coordinator was not getting the job done, in my opinion. I think he was leaving too many points on the board, which... All, which put a lot of pressure on Doug Peterson, Trevor Lawrence, in that offense to put up a lot of points to kind of close the gap there, to, to score points there, to win. They had to score like over like twenty-seven plus. Let's say I know guys were putting high twenties on them. So I do that. Uh, Mike Caldwell being fired, defensive coordinator. Good to see that coming. Yeah, it was a little bit of collapse. I did I didn't expect them to lose to Tennessee, but. They upset him. Tennessee did pull it off. Gotta give him kudos there. But yeah, I think Trevor Lawrence missing some time, um, made his play a little bit inconsistent. I do think he's still a solid quarterback, right? Not, not taking anything away from his talent or his ability to play quarterback. But when you missed time, that throws you out of rhythm, out of sync a little bit. So I think that happened. And yeah, maybe Doug deserves a little bit of blame, right? next player up mentality and they haven't, they didn't really, uh, didn't really perform well when, when injuries happen, but that's fine. It's not an excuse. So I have to figure out ways to win when you lose your best guys and he's capable of that, right? He did that with the Eagles when we lost Carson. So he's, he's capable of finding that, but yeah, I I think it's, it's unfortunate for him. I think they will be right back in it next year. Um, Doug, I think Doug's got a lot more say in Jacksonville than they did with Philadelphia. So I think they're going to take their time with finding the right D.C. Maybe we see your boy, Wink Martindale. Maybe he becomes the Jags defensive coordinator. He, He's headed down to Florida as we speak. He is. That's where he lives. That's his,
0: that's his home.
1: Maybe that's just – maybe that's – he's on his way to interview with Doug right now.
0: Maybe. I, I would like that. We'll move. see. It's a good move if they do it.
1: Yeah. Maybe that's what they do there. Um, I expect them to be right back in it, though. They have a good roster, like you said, with Christian Kirk. He was a big piece that they lost, to. That big reason why they're in three. Calvin Ridley's been a good addition. Evan Ingram revitalized his career with Doug. But yeah, they'll be right back in it. I think injuries played a part. Um, the defensive coordinator not putting their players in the right positions played a part. And Trevor Lawrence, at the time, proved like some inconsistencies
0: with the offense. Yeah, I think they'll be fine. Though. I think they'll be back. Yeah, They're, they need a DC. Wink Martindale is available now. Um, Giants didn't let go of him. He resigned. Um, I I hate the move, but I like the move at the same time. Like it hurt me. It was emotional. I'm like, what the hell? Like our defense was one of the best parts of the Giants this year, but the reason being because they've been causing turnovers the last few weeks. They've been keeping the Giants in games because of how lackluster the Giants' offense has been. Um, I don't know where the Giants go from here. They could you know, bring in a guy like Antonio Pierce if he doesn't get the head coaching job for the Raiders. They could get Leslie Frazier, they were saying. He took a year off from the Bills. Um, so Brian Dable bringing in someone familiar, that mm-hmm. could be an option. Uh, who else? It was the, uh, who was the Vikings coach? Mike Zimmer, right? Mike Zimmer. They're saying yeah. that they they could bring him in. I don't know if how good he is. He might be a little, little older now, and you know times have changed. Possibility. Possibility. I don't know if I would go there, but um, I was kind of sad to see Wink go. There was some disagreements. The reason why I think he left is because Giants Brian Dable. In the front office, they wanted to let go the outside linebackers coach, so they did that. Then after they did that, supposedly Dable had a meeting with Wink in his office, and they didn't like, or he didn't like that they fired the outside linebackers coach. And supposedly, supposedly, uh, Wink stormed out, pissed as shit, and resigned. And now he's off to Florida to go home and enjoy life with his family in the off season. So maybe he stops by Jacksonville and just signs off with the Jags and becomes a new D.C. Who knows? But supposedly the Giants still have the rights to wink Martindale if he decides to go somewhere else because he resigned. That's what I was reading on Twitter. And who knows? Maybe they get some draft capital for him because currently still under contract because supposedly there wasn't a official uh, resignation letter given to the giant giants that he resigned. So I don't know what went down, but sad to see Wink go. There's going to be other candidates out there. Our defense wasn't the greatest. We gave up a lot of points this season. There was a reason why we were six and 11 to end of the year, but I, I got to give respect to Wink. He was a good guy. And all that, but it's unfortunate to see him go. But I think the Giants will, you know, be fine after him resigning. So that's what I think about the Wink Martindale situation over there in New York. You got anything about the Wink Martindale situation?
1: No, no, I don't don't really have much to say. I know he was brought up in like the Buddy Ryan coaching tree. So he does blitz a lot. And to a extent, you like that, but maybe it's too much blitzing. I think they Mm -hmm. blitz like 80. 83% 83% of the time. We cut down on the blitzing, but I do think... I do like the old style of, like, he came up through Buddy Ryan. So, I do like... I do like it. I do like him as a DC. I I do. I guess, like you were saying, Dable and him had some discourse at the end, and they parted ways, so... Yeah,
0: yeah. so I, I think he'll get another job, though. Jay Glazer was right all along. He was right all along. He, that man... All his reports are always right. At the end of the day, they're always right. Cause I think what was it? Back before Odell got traded. He's like, watch out, Odell might get traded. And then he got traded in the offseason. I'm like, I was mad that day, I'll tell you that. Yeah. No, I think Glazer definitely has a lot of giant well, he has
1: connections across the league, but like Giants in particular.
0: I think he was. I think he
1: was yeah, I think was he like a reporter for the Giants or something? So I think it's ties with New York go way back.
0: Yeah. Um, but unfortunately see Wink go, but he'll be fine. Giants will be fine. And let's let's transition yet again. Let's talk about a team that did make the playoffs, and that is Jordan Love and the Green Bay Packers. So they had a pretty, I guess, successful season moving off a Hall of Fame quarterback and bringing in, I guess, his first year as a starter with Jordan Love. Insert him in the lineup. He had, like, 30-plus touchdowns. He didn't have that many turnovers. Got to give him credit where credit's due. I was not a big believer in Jordan Love, but he showed out. He played played his game and balled out this year. Got to give credit to Matt LeFleur. Yeah, I think he's one of the better coaches in this league. He's very, you know... Creative with the offense, scheming it up and all that. And they got some nice pieces, right? Jaden Reed, Jordan Love. Um, you know, they still got Aaron Jones. I like A.J. Dillon as a running back. Like, they have some young talent there. And they they made a splash, got in the playoffs as a seventh seed. You got to give them credit, credit's due. And then this coming week, they have a nice little revenge game against Mike McCarthy, so Matt LaFleur has to show him why he's a better coach than Mike McCarthy, and the Packers made the right move firing Mike McCarthy and hiring him. So that's all on the line this weekend for Super Wild Card Weekend. What do you think about the Packers?
1: Um, i got to give them a lot of credit. Um, the Bears were definitely like on a hot streak, and you and I both picked them, picked the Bears to ruin the Green Bay hopes, but they didn't. They, they stood packed. They retained ownership of the Chicago, the city of Chicago, as Aaron Rodgers liked to say, keep the residency, the ownership, the mayorship intact. They did. Jordan Love did his thing. One thing I'm jealous about just, you know, about the Packers is whenever it's like they went from far, now they're Rodgers. Now they have Jordan Love who looks good, looks promising. So they do it the right way with quarterbacks, at least. Um yeah, Matt Wilford deserves a lot of credit. He's he's a good coach for that team, for that city. They they love him there, and he's produced a lot of success. Um, yeah, and they got they got the playoffs again. So shout out to Green Bay. They playing, they've been playing good ball. So respect there. Yeah. But they got
0: a tough they got a tough challenge this week. Yeah, they're always a successful franchise. Guys find their way in the playoffs no matter who's playing at quarterback. They find a way and. Got to give him yeah. a credit It's due. Um, let's let's transition yes. yet again to another topic, right? So, Mister Jim Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh, I won it, John. Yeah. the national championship last night with Michigan. Got to give him credit. Um, you know, I think they finished what 15 and 0. Brought Michigan back to the top, winning the Natty last night against Washington. Um, but now that he's took Michigan to the promised land got on that championship, there's rumors. There's a lot of rumors with the NFL. might get a head coaching job there. And where will he go? I've been seeing rumors, possibly the Raiders, right? He got the Chargers. They were saying the Bears earlier in the season, but I think Eberflus' job is safe from how successful he's been to end the year. Um, But if Jim Harbaugh were to come to the NFL, what team do you think – he, where where do you think he will land? Which NFL team?
1: Uh, so, are you asking me for what NFL team do I want to – or where do All right. I actually All think right. he'll about this. end
0: up? All right. What NFL team do you think he will fit perfectly with? Okay. And then where – in reality, where do you think he will land? So, there's two answers. Where do you think he should go?
1: Okay. Where do you think he will uh, go? where i think he should go so uh, you want me to give you an nfl and i'll give you the nfl answer um if he decides to leave and go somewhere you know what if um if dallas somehow loses to green bay that would be interesting hardball to hardball to dallas oh god please no. no that would be interesting
0: no. i don't want him in our division i would no. say
1: if that happens i would go there okay But. And Chargers are an interesting one. I, the AFC West is com- competitive, but same with the NFCs to an extent. Um, I would say the Cowboys or the Chargers probably would be my in- choice. Vegas, I don't know. I don't. I, I get it. It's Las Vegas is up and coming, and may, if Mark Davis gives you some control, and you can do whatever you want. Then maybe that's an interesting choice. But I'll say, I'll say maybe Dallas if. if that becomes available somehow or LA Chargers. I wonder where you think
0: another and then another question before I get to my opinion. Um, yes. do you think he will go to the NFL or do you think he will stay with Michigan? It,
1: well, I'll give you what I think he I would stay. Why? Let's say uh he's he's in line to make like I think they're talking about contract of like 17 and a half million, 17 million. I'll put them in the top of the NCAA. And if you look at um like Payton and Bill Belichick, they're making like 20, 18 million dollars. So, right, the college money and the pro money, it's not vastly different. And I think if they give them 17, that'll put them number one highest paid. I think Saban's getting 15 and like Dabo swing is getting like 12 to 13 million a season. So I that would put them at the top. And you have a you're starting to build your legacy out in college anyway. Like that win was like a big like, oh yeah, we're cheating really. That's why we're having success. Well, stick it to you. They stuck it to the MCA last night, yeah. which is cool. And I think they could they could really build he could really build his legacy out there. He played quarterback there. Um, he could make his money. A player, he could recruit all the players in the world he wants. And I think the landscape with college is changing. Like, Brock Purdy, who is in the MVP conversation. The number one team in the nfc he's making eight hundred and seventy-five thousand, and you look at arch manny who was a backup behind quinn ewers at texas he's making like three and a half million off yeah. of nil so the pipeline's changing why that means more people might be willing to to stay college for four years so you might have a prospect for four years like that's why caleb williams maybe is taking a while to declare maybe people are gonna wait it out because why would you? If I'm Caleb Williams, why would I want to go out to a team that's uncompetitive unless I have to? I could collect all this nil. That's why Shader Sanders getting. I gosh, he's getting maybe like twelve million next year nil. Why would he come out? Why would he come out this year? He's gonna. He's gonna just wait. They're getting paid a lot to stay, right? So that a good point. I think that I think the, I think the college landscape's changing. Michigan's a great program. Um, he brought it back. It, it's personal for him too. So I would stay in Michigan. I, I think college football is changing. It's, and I, that's what I would do. I think if you ha- if you leave, you you lose money. Like I think, like let's just say, like Nick Ciaran is getting like six, six and a half. Why? So if the if he that becomes open, they interview Harbaugh. It's like, yeah, you're gonna only make six, six and a half in the NFL. Why would I do that when I know I'm gonna be probably in the playoffs again next year? Why would I well, do
0: that? He's not Nick Sirianni. He will get paid. <laughs>
1: well, he will get paid. I'm just I'm just saying he he probably won't get like he probably get more than six six and a half. But do you think he's going to get 17 and a half, 18 million? They might get oh, from yeah. Michigan. I, I think
0: don't think so. The Raiders they will pay a pretty penny stand. to get Hardball. Cowboys they got some money. They they would pay top dollar. I feel like if we're talking those two teams. I think they would pay top dollar to get him, because I think he he is one of the better coaches out there right now. Like I'd rather can, have him.
1: He's he's like a god now at Michigan. Now he can he could well yeah everything. But if he goes to if he goes to a team in the NFL, they win a Super Bowl and then like kind of like what you're seeing with the Eagles, and it, he stinks. To, say he stinks the bed the next season or two, then he's out. It's like, but he still he can have paid. like a Joe Paterno esque thing where he could stay as long as he wants, unless he doesn't muck up his uh, legacy towards the end there, like Paterno did with hiring some some shady guys there. But he, he can, he can really build out of, carve out something in college football. So I would, he could, just before I turn the floor to you, I would, my NFL teams are like Cowboys, Chargers, and I think he, but I
0: think he should stay at Michigan. Okay. Um, I think he's going to go to the NFL because I think he's done everything he could with Michigan. Yeah, they could be successful. They could be he can be like a Nick Saban in Alabama, be like one of the best programs in college football like for years to come. But I don't feel yeah, like right. he wants to do that. I feel like he wants to take it to the next level. He wants to go to the NFL because he has some unfinished business there, right? He lost to his brother in the Super Bowl, the Harbaugh Bowl back in the day. What was that, like 2012, mm-hmm. 2013, something like 2012. that? Um, he just hired an NFL agent that, you know, got these head coaching, I guess, contracts for other head coaches. I forget who it was, but he just hired that guy to, you know, be his agent. So I feel like he wants to transition to the NFL because he has unfinished business there. He could beat his brother if he, you know, gets a job in the NFC and then potentially beat him in the Super Bowl again, that would be fun. I don't know how that would happen. It would take a lot. His brother has to have the best team, which they are right now, I would say, in the AFC, and he has to eventually have the best team. That will take some time to do. But I feel like he wants to, you know, build – do what he did with Michigan, but do it with a team in the NFL and take them back to the promised land. I feel like he can do that because, you know, he's he's a great coach. You saw what he did with Michigan. They weren't that good, but he brought them back to the top. I feel like he can do that. Um, I think he got everything he wanted with Michigan. Got him to the national championship. I think that's the reason why he stayed because he know he knew that like his team was like a few pieces away from being there, and how you know weaker the other teams were in the Big Ten. Like Penn State doesn't have to worry about them. It was just beating Ohio State every year. That's all he had to worry about, and he knew he could do it. Like in the next few years, and this year he's able to do it. Go fifteen and zero, and all that. He brought a whole program back to the promised land, got Michigan a national championship title. I don't believe he wants to continue that success with Michigan. He wants a new job, a new opportunity to rebuild another program. And that's going to be in the NFL and possibly, you know, be able to compete against his brother yet again in another Super Bowl. That would be a cool thing again if they could bring back the Harbaugh Bowl, make that happen. NFL script writers get it done. Um, But all in all, what team do I think he will go to? I don't think he will go to Dallas. I don't think that's happening. No, no, no. I think he's going to go either to the Chargers or he's going to go to the Raiders. I think those are the two teams he's going to go to. The Cowboys are not smart enough to get Harbaugh in the building. I think Mike McCarthy will keep his job. I don't think he will lose his job. I think he's still a good coach in the league, and he will – retain his job. So, I don't, I don't think he will go to the Cowboys. I think it will either be the Chargers or be the Raiders. So, that's where I think Harbaugh will land. Now, question. Answer. Thinking back to Chip
1: Kelly, I know it's hindsight, but should he have left Oregon in the first place?
0: Um, I'll see. That's, that's a great question. Um, should he have left Oregon? Um... I'm relating this to Harbaugh, yes. Right okay, now. okay. Should it? Yeah. Well, the Eagles didn't work out. He's going to... Harbaugh... All right, hold on, hold on. Harbaugh is different because Harbaugh is a way better coach than Chip Kelly. Let's put that out there. Harbaugh has had success in the NFL. So what you're trying to say is he's going to stink in the NFL once he goes no. there?
1: Okay. That's all I'm, I'm trying to say. What okay. I'm trying to say is Harbaugh, like you said, he has success. He went to three, I think it was three straight NFC Championship games, but guess what? It didn't matter, he still got canned. I'm saying it's more cutthroat there. And while he could stay at the NCAA level, he already won, he could build a dynasty there. He could build a really great legacy there as a coach, while he can go and fight for Super Bowls, but he could be without a job and then he could be back in college. I'm just saying from the long run, tie that back with Chip Kelly, he, he had a great Oregon team. If he never left there, who knows? Maybe he has a maybe has a title with uh, Oregon or something. I don't know. Right? I, he was a good
0: college coach. Yeah. But he's that, Chip That's Kelly. where I'm tie- relating to. Okay. Um. I like that. I like that you brought that up. But I think Harbaugh is better than Chip Kelly, and I think he will find you know a team that he won't be, you know, unsuccessful with. He'll find a team that he knows he's going to the right spot, the right place, and will eventually bring them back to the top or at least be contenders. I don't know if they're going to win the Super Bowl right away and all that, but at least try and be contenders with them. So I think Harbaugh will be fine. and He might stay with Michigan. That might happen. Like, I that still could happen. But I think if I were him, I'd go to the NFL. Cause I think he's tired of the NCAA and all the crap they're putting on him for the sign stealing. So that, that's another reason why I think he wants to leave too. Um, yeah, but uh, awesome. enough of Harbaugh. We'll see. Enough of Jim Harbaugh. No, we're not talking about John Harbaugh. That will be in our playoff video. We'll talk about John Harbaugh. Um, well, let's talk about a team that made the playoffs, right? Up and coming. The Texans, the Houston Texans, made the playoffs. Mr. C.J. Stroud led the way. You know, he's possibly the Offensive Rookie of the Year versus him and Puka Nakua. Who's going to win? I don't know. But, wow, what a turn of events for the Texans because they had the second overall pick last year. And now they are competing in the NFL playoffs going up against the Cleveland Browns. Let's talk about that game. They played against the Colts. Um, I think it was like the Colts could have won that game, right? They were driving at the end of the game, and Gardner Minshew underthrew the third string running back, but the third string running back should have caught the ball. Forget the third string running back's name. But it's like the third like string running back. Thing,
1: yeah.
0: third, the third string running back shouldn't have even been in that situation. Where was Jonathan Taylor? Where was Zach Moss? Like. I don't get that. I don't – maybe John Taylor was gassed. He had a hell of a game. I think he had, like, almost 200 yards or whatnot. But um, I don't know why he was in that situation, at Colts running back. It's a shame. Now, the Colts fans and everyone's putting the blame on him. I don't think you put the blame on him. It was kind of a poorly thrown ball by Minshew. But the Texans, they escaped with the win, and they got the job done. D'Amico Ryan's turning that culture around, turning that team around. Getting them to the playoffs, what a season. And you got to give them congrats because they balled out. C.J. Stroud looking like the best quarterback so far in this draft class. It's only been one year. I would give Bryce Young some time. He's dealing with the Panthers and all that. But congrats to the Texans. What do you got to say about the Texans? Anything.
1: Uh, Big shout out to D'Amico Ryan. He's getting the team to play hard. The defense plays hard. Um, Stroud looks great. It's having a really great rookie season. Um, something that really hasn't been seen in quite some time too for a rookie to come in. I gotta give credit to the OC. I think his name's like Bobby Stoic, Stoic or something like that. From that Kyle Shanahan tree of offensive minds, he does really he really puts uh C.G. Stroud Shot in good positions to succeed. And Nico Collins popped off and Tink Delpman popping off before he got injured. They put their guys in a good s- spots to succeed on offense. So Big shout out to Bobby Slowick there, um, and yeah, D'Amico galvanizing the troops, leading that defense. They look like a good team. They'll be they have a fun future ahead of them. Um, winning the AFC South's the the first step. So big congrats there. Um, that was a great game, and I agree with you. I don't know why Goodson was there in that situation, but when your hands are on the ball, I'm a believer. You gotta catch it when your hands are on the ball. I think Gardner did a little bit under throw him. Uh, But when you put your hands on the ball, you got to catch it. It sucks. It sucks for him. I do feel for him when you come – when the game's on the line, you just can't make the play. So I do feel for him there. But credit. it was a great game. Um, Shout out to Steichen for what he's done. Um, I don't know. I feel like if they had Anthony Richardson, maybe we'd be talking about the Colts winning the South. I'd I'd be ejected there because Anthony Richardson was balling too. But – yeah, the AFC South will be fun with the Colts and the Texans for a while. Yeah, the Titans are now rebuilding. Giants are still in the mix. That, that's gonna be a little bit f- pretty fun. Yeah, they got they're pretty young. They're up and coming, so the South will be fun. But yeah, um, they got their coaches now. Those two teams, so that's great. They just gotta accumulate more talent, and then maybe they could go on some. They could go on uh, to Super Bowl runs. I don't know if I see that this year with Houston, but I think they're. Not too far
0: out. Oh, yeah. I think – I don't know how far they'll go. I don't even know if they'll beat the Browns. We'll get into that when we talk about the playoffs. But you got to give them credit where credit's due. They balled out CJ Stroud looking like the Rookie of the Year Canada. And D'Amica Ryan turned that culture, that franchise around. First year, unbelievable stuff. And then let's talk about another team that won – their division on Sunday night football. The Bills beat the Dolphins, won the AFC South. No one thought they were going to win at first, right? They started out like 6-6, and and Dolphins are cruising. Everyone thought the Dolphins were going to be the division winner, and, you know, the Bills, they got the job done. Josh Allen and company, it wasn't pretty. There were some turnovers, right? Josh Allen doing Josh Allen things, you know, being a gunslinger and all that. But at the end of the day, who do I trust more? I trust Josh Allen more than uh, Tua turned the ball over because he turned the ball over when it mattered most. Um, but, yeah, got to give the Bills credit. Sean McDermott still one of the better coaches in this league. They still got a nice roster, great offense. You still got Diggs, James Cooks up and coming. You still got some studs in that backfield like Leonard Fournette and Latavius Murray. Right, and then I love the new tight end Dalton Kincaid. Like they're a nice competitive team. Some players got hurt on that defense, like Matt Milano and Tre'Davious White. Um, So they're gonna miss those guys in the playoffs. But I feel like they're they're a team that's still gonna you know compete and contend for a Super Bowl every year if they got Josh Allen healthy. Man, like he's still a baller. Like he controls the game, and when he's balling and beating these teams and showing up in these big moments. That's what you're looking for in a quarterback, man. So, got to give the Bills credit. Now, the Dolphins side, I don't know where I go from here because I, I like Tua. Tua is good, but every time he's in these big moments, he does not win these games. Like, I think they only beat one team over 500 this year. I forget who it was. Um, but all the other teams over 500, they've lost to. And I know they missed some key players, right? Like, Raheem Mostert was out. They lost some of their edge rushers, right? Bradley Chubb's out for the year now. And uh, Jalen Phillips as well. Um, I think – does Damien Howard play? I don't even know if he played in that game. Um, I think he's hurt. Yeah. yeah, I think he got hurt too. It's, so Eli Apple, out, yeah. Eli Apple was filling in. He's probably out for the year. Eli Apple is filling in for them. So they got some guys banged up as well. Um, but who I trust more right now is Josh Allen over Tua. And that's why the Bills got the job done. They did it Sunday night. It was was it was at the Dolphins stadium too, right? Away game. Josh Allen company get the job done. I just don't trust Tua right now. And that's concerning. You know, going into the playoffs. Maybe he could prove me wrong, prove all the doubters wrong right now, but I just trust the Bills more. And that's why I think they won this division. They got the experience and all that. Um, what's your take on this?
1: I think the team we're thinking of uh, is the Cowboys at the Dolphin speed. They did beat the Cowboys at home. Oh yeah, I, I do believe you're thinking that about is the that team. game. Yep. Um, but I think about it. Yeah. Um, I do have to refute one point you said. Like, Josh Allen can like manage games. I he my thing is he's an elite, tablet, over talented, super athletic. Him and Lamar, right? But my problem with him is he's too reckless at times. Right. He threw, he made a lot of turnovers at the past game against the Dolphins. He did. They didn't, did they capitalize on the turnovers the Dolphins did? Not really. They didn't really capitalize on that as they should have. But yeah, elite talent. Um, I am a Josh Allen fan despite what I just, what about him being reckless? He is. He needs to clean that up. But yeah, dude, he's an elite talent for sure. Um, I did pick the Dolphins. I did think them being at home would help. But, it didn't. I think Tua kind of came up small towards the end. He threw the double coverage to Claypool, I think, at the end. Yeah. So, Lose the game, which is questionable. Why would you throw it to Claypool, and especially when he's double-covered? That's a little bit questionable decision-making there. But the Dolphins are still a good team. I, they did miss Jalen Waddle and Green most of that game offensively, and that's a big part of their game plan. They should be back this week against the Chiefs in the Tyreek Hill revenge game, but yeah, no, but congrats to the Bills. They turned it around after, after like the Eagles and the Bills played. Like the Eagles went this way, the Bills went this way. <laughs> yeah, so they went they went on a five to one winning streak or something. We went on like a one to five losing, yep. like losing spell. So, congrats to the Bills. They went from being like out of the picture to being the two seats So,
0: kudos. Yeah, man. Um, other than that, I think we talked. About everything that happened in week 18 and all the coaches getting fired and all that. So, yeah, playoffs are here and more Benchwire content, too. Talk about the playoffs and all that. So make sure you are subscribed because we're going to end the podcast here. Uh, drop a like on this video. Subscribe to John new. Check us out on all our socials. We got Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, you name it. We got it. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Any final words, any closing words, Justin, before we end off this podcast?
1: I love you guys. I love my Benchwire family. We're going to have a great wildcard weekend. It's going to be super wild. There's going to be a lot of stuff going on, a lot to see. And check out the playoff edition video. You. you won't want to miss it. Yeah.
0: All right. I guess we'll end it there. So thank you guys for tuning in. Benchwire.
1: Out, baby.